Before we begin this episode, we acknowledge that the First Nations people of Australia are and always will be the traditional custodians. We pay respect to all those who have come before us and lead us now, and acknowledge that together we must learn from the past to continue to move forward and reconcile. This is Tegan. And this is Kate. And welcome to... Hard Rock Crochet. So today, I'm really excited to talk about all the things that are coming out from this creator, especially yes. their most current um, release. Mm-hmm. It is super duper exciting to uh, bring this person on. Again. Again. This person has been doing many, many reels and you would recognise the greeting of Hello. 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 Yes, it is indeed Mr. Drew from Drewby Zoo. Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you? So sorry about that. I had already turned my phone on Do Not Disturb so that I wouldn't get any notifications. (laughs) And that included the email with the link. And then they're like playing solitaire, like, okay, all right. It's like, they'll come eventually. Yep. Oh, good. Hello, good good morning, I suppose. Oh, yes. Afternoon now. I think we're good both afternoon. of them. Good afternoon. Can, yeah. can I just say every time I open up my Instagram, your your because your real series has been like amazing. Oh, it comes like, up as first thing, and the first thing I hear every day is hello. hello. And I'm just like hello. it makes my day. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, thank you. That kind of started as an accident and then I just kept going. going with it. Keep going. <laughs> Makes me happy. <laughs> I I hundred percent agree with that because it's exactly the same. I've been yeah. told, like I've been all your reels been coming up with your new um, patterns in your book, and I'm like, oh, what's next? And I'm like, oh, you're like, hello, warms my heart. Yes, in the it morning. does. And I go wake up in the that morning, is... like, oh, <laughs> that's That is definitely the goal. <laughs> so, how was your live? Mm. It was fun. So that whole that whole thing started earlier this week Natalie was on live and she's been having trouble with people who are buying her patterns on Etsy and not being able to download them and so she was getting absolutely inundated with messages with people who just couldn't figure out how to download their patterns and a, a few months ago she had a real big problem with people who bought her patterns but didn't know how to do a chain one and turn and she was getting like like hundreds of messages about how to chain one and turn so it's like a very sore spot for her so the other night while she was on live I messaged her on Etsy on Ravelry on her personal email on her uh Facebook I sent one to um all saying I can't download my pattern I tried to chain one and turn I need you to replace it or I'm going to report you so she's on live and she's getting all these notifications and she's like, Drew, what are you doing? <laughs> the best was I got a friend of ours to give me her personal phone number. And so all of a sudden her face just went like ghost white. And she was like, how did you get my phone number? <laughs> so I played a fun little prank on Natalie. And then Natalie turned around and got dozens of people to change their profile pictures to me wearing the snorkel that I had in the video with the underwater creature. Yes. And uh, so she set the the thing saying that everyone was going to keep that up until the end of my live Friday nights, because I normally go live on Friday nights. Nice. And, uh, 
So I was like, I have to do the live tonight. <laughs> <laughs> gotta happen. Has to happen. <laughs> but now, you... now we've got a full. No, Sorry? You... no, no, you go, you go. Oh, now, now we've got a full blown crochet prank war happening because I have to find a way to get back at her. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I was just about to say, I don't know how you did that reel in that snorkel. Like, I don't think I could have. <laughs> take it like I just don't think I could have if that was me I couldn't have gotten to the end of that reel I would, <laughs> that was hilarious it never occurred to me that I wouldn't be able to breathe through my nose while doing it and then that would affect my speech and the first take was like this is Barita the Pooh <laughs> I was like oh no <laughs> I I mean I didn't make it through without laughing but it was a lot of fun and I was like I think people will enjoy this <laughs> Well, it's, it seems to have created and sparked the, the, this um, prank wall. So that'll be interesting to see. What are you going to, so you've got to retaliate now, hey? Yeah, I told her that I had a plan and I don't. Um, but I just, I, I told her, I was like, I was like, I need to wait until you don't expect it, which buys me some time to think of something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hmm, we'll have to concoct some ideas throughout this episode and see if we can come up with something it, it kind of <laughs> reminds me of do you remember it was probably god six to eight months ago nearly a year ago um when katie did um got pranked with all the the strawberry cows did you see that on tiktok i don't think i did yes and she just, yeah they just trolled she just her got inundated with requests for people to from people to make a strawberry cow and she just didn't want to do it and i think she kind of gets that uh people like that sort of thing and so she plays up how much she hates strawberry cows I don't think she really <laughs> hates them that much it went on for for months though like the amount of um yeah it was funny it was fun to watch it was very fun to watch maybe you should do something like that Drew yeah I'm trying to think of something like that'll be irritating but not mean because I don't want it to like you know yeah actually do any damage but I do want it to be like Drew <laughs> remember the time when drew <laughs> i um i'm the kind of person that like i love the idea of prank walls but i just don't like participating in them so like i'll act like if i accidentally start one then i'm like please don't prank me like i really don't like being pranked i just like enjoying people pranking each other <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna tell you That's a secret fair. prank that i'm gonna do with my husband do you want to hear it sure yeah okay do you know the show manifest yes okay yes. Um, oh, what's the guy's name? The the policeman who's like in love with the main character. My husband looks like him and I call him Mexican Shepo. Anyway, so I've downloaded and I haven't done it yet, but I've downloaded his that face to um to cut it out and put it on our wedding photos and then replace them throughout the house. I haven't done it yet, but it's on my cards. <laughs> but like you look I at him and you look that. at my husband and you're just like, oh my god, it's the same person. <laughs> I used to do like little things around the house when I still lived with my parents. Like mm. we had a fireplace in the dining room that has not worked for many, many years and it was just getting dirty and gross. And so I crocheted a little fire and I put oh. it in the fireplace and just didn't say anything. And it took her about three weeks to notice it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, what, what is this? And um, mm. one time we had a mouse get in from outside and you know, she was really distraught and like trying to find this mouse. And so I crocheted a little mouse that I put up in the cupboard and, and waited for her to find it. And <laughs> so there's, there's pranks to be had in the crochet world. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Well, is that, well, you are, I suppose, 
dare I say, the king of of um, army groomy animals. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that, but I definitely, I've definitely found my place on social media. <laughs> well, it's very enjoyable. I um actually was just going back through your TikTok, um, just looking at some of your old videos, and then I jumped in for for a little minute to look at your live. But I, for some reason, I never saw um the video that you had that you've got pinned at the top of your page with the bees in the umbrella. That's got like over <laughs> like nearly two million likes. I was like, how have I never? seen this it was hilarious that was that was kind of so I had like the other pinned video is the hippo video and that's the video that started everything off and started you know me on the train but then um a local friend of mine is a beekeeper and so I would make those little bees for her to sell at like farmer's markets along with her honey and stuff like that and so I had like a huge batch of them and I'd been seeing all of Texas Beeworks videos where she's rescuing bees from all these random locations. And I didn't have any ideas for video. And the one with the umbrella, that was kind of a throwaway idea. I was like, what if I just use her sound and like put all of my bees under an umbrella? And that, yeah, that one is up to, I think, 8.6 million views. And it like that launched, that launched me. <laughs> Well, was, um, that's was, what got me going that was one of our questions was like what made you go viral mm. on tiktok because you are like a massive um crochet crochet a tiktoker like that's you're like <laughs> up there. You, you are the face of crochet on tiktok currently <laughs> <laughs> well thank you um it was very strange so i downloaded tiktok in 2020 when there was a rumor going around that the president was going to ban tiktok Oh, and it was right. just going to be that. removed. It was just going to be removed from stores. So like, if you already downloaded it, you could still use it. And I was like, well, just in case I'll download it. And then I started watching videos. And then towards the end of 2020, I was like, well, maybe I'll just make a couple videos. And um, they didn't, you know, they didn't break any records or anything like that. And it was fine. But then I think my fifth video was when I made um, a hippo using the blanket yarn. So like a really big hippo. And that night as I was going to bed all of a sudden they looked and I had 99 notifications and I like checked and I was like wait what's happening and like overnight I didn't sleep that night I just kept refreshing because the views kept going up the comments kept going up and that one hit a million views in I think a day and a half and it was my fifth video so like I was not prepared for any of this (laughs) (laughs) it was just like I, I didn't know what to do and um that just kind of started it and so like there's all sorts of milestones that you hit on TikTok like 1,000 so you can go live and like 10,000 so you can join the creator marketplace and and I just like blew past those milestones like in a day and it was very very strange and so it was like if you go back and watch my videos from the beginning you can see me sort of catching up and like figuring out what I'm doing yeah 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 (laughs) but it was yeah it was not expected (laughs) They're the best kind, though. That'd be so hard to sort of, like, you just sort of plan around and then all of a sudden you have this audience and and you're going, I don't really know what to do with this. Yeah, (laughs) I I mean, because I've been doing, I've been doing Drooby Zoos as a business for about seven years, but it had always been very small. And, like, I used to take a lot of custom orders and that was, like, the main Mm. source of my income. Um, And then, like, within a day, it all changed. And I was like, I can't take all these custom orders. I can't, you know, do all these things. I have to, I have to rethink how I do this because, you know, I, I got, I can't keep up with, <laughs> with all of this new demand. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, which was exciting and terrifying. And <laughs> so, is that the point that you moved into design, or were you always sort of dabbling in pattern design? So I've always done my own patterns. Um, I just kind of have one of those brains where like, I want to figure it out for myself. And mm -hmm. a lot of times I'll see patterns and I'll be like, I really like that, but there's like a, a few things that I would change. And I'm like, I might as well just start it from scratch myself. And so I would like do a lot of trial and error and figure it out. But it was only, um, I think I released one pattern before I joined TikTok and it didn't do super well. <laughs> um, I did write a few very simple patterns that I would teach at my local library. They had me come in and do um, like a three hour class where people would come in and learn how to make a, like a small amigurumi. And so I, I had some basic pattern writing down, but then after TikTok, I was like, patterns is the way to go because more people can, because if there are more people making my designs and selling them, then more people who want them can get them. So it kind of solves a lot of problems there. And it's really honed my pattern writing ability. <laughs> yes, I bet. And I'm sure Tegan, you can talk to that a bit as well. Yes. <laughs> Being a tech editor. It's, it's great passive income. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so you, you've gone from just, yeah, Etsy patterns to now releasing a book. Like, mm. I was... I don't know how I didn't see that coming, Drew, but when you announced it, I was like, whoa, this is amazing. And like watching you show all your, like all the little patterns available in it and the things, oh my God. Like I just, I'm just like, oh, this is so amazing. I guarantee I was more surprised than you were. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny, I like quilting doctor, John, I don't know if you guys follow him. Um, he had been like, we became friends middle of 2021. And he was like, you know, you really need to write a book. And I was like, that's like years down the road. That's mm -hmm. not something that like someone like me can do just right away. You know, like that's hard stuff. And then end of the summer last year, uh, another friend that I met through TikTok um, put me in touch with someone at a publishing house and they were looking for an author for a book. And the theme was magical creatures. And I was like a big fantasy book nerd when I was growing up I mean I still am but mm. so like this is my speed <laughs> I love magical creatures and so when I found out that was the um that was the theme they were looking for I was like I would like to do that please <laughs> it was meant to be and uh, yeah and it, it's so funny the like the way you know the landscape is changing and so like having a following on social media really helps you in that kind of situation they see oh we already have an author with like a, an established following. So he'll be able to market to people that already enjoy his work. And mm -hmm. so it all just kind of, it all just came together. <laughs> no one was more surprised than me. <laughs> we actually, our patrons um, have asked a few questions around the book because they're so excited. Oh, um, sure. So one of them was, literally um were you approached by someone or did you pitch the idea but so it sounds like it was a bit a little bit of a little bit of b yeah so it's it's a company um and they already they like come up with ideas for books that they think will do well and then they look for an author who will write it so like the idea and there was an outline so it was kind of like um it was very collaborative because they came up with like these are the sections we think that you should write but then i did all of the writing and they're like, this is the theme, magical creatures. And then I came up with all the creatures. And so like, it's very much, I like I wrote the book, but also like they had the plan for it. So it was very easy to sort of 
um, put that together. I don't know if I could have done it all on my own. <laughs> yeah, wow. And so how long has it taken for you to put it all together? Mm. Um, what's funny is it only took about three months to write. Um, yeah. I started in October of last year and ended beginning of January this year. Um, and so it was like, you know, writing like five patterns every like two weeks yeah. and writing. There's a whole first section of the book that's all about choosing yarn and choosing hooks and, you know, refresher course and stuff like that. And so that was a big chunk of the writing period. Um, and then after January was all, you know, going back and forth with editors, sending off the magical creatures to be photographed professionally and sending them off to tech editors to make sure that my stitch counts were accurate so that I wasn't just like making it up. Yeah. <laughs> and um, just a lot of back and forth. And then finally, here we are, it's coming out now. <laughs> well, is, it's available now, isn't it? It's well, the Kindle version, so as of today, the Kindle version is available and then the print version is next Tuesday is when that is released officially, which I'm very excited about. And, and so most of our, well, our patrons are based in Australia currently and they want to know, are there any stockists in Australia that they can purchase from or is it purely just yes. Amazon? Oh, I yes. don't remember the name. Um, writing it down. Courtney, Courtney uh, from Goth Fairies Creations. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys follow her. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Mel, a cozy reader design. They are both Australia based and they have ordered successfully. And Mel actually got the uh, print version already. <laughs> I guess they shipped it hoping that it would get there in time for the release, but it ended up getting there way early. <laughs> um, okay, so because um, what is the hint? like Australian version? <laughs> what is the like Australian version of Amazon? I she said the name of it and I can't remember it. Uh, I think it's like a bookseller. Is it, is it Booktopia? I feel like no, it's Booktopia. No, it had a weird, it had a strange name. It's not like, uh, what we got? We got Fish Pond. There's it's Booktopia. Not Fish Pond. I can look I it up. I guess Robinson. Quick. Can we ask um, Courtney? Yeah. Well, this was Mel. This was Mel. Oh, yeah. What did Mel say? Um, um, hold on. I will find her. Amazon. Because we've got we Amazon. Have Amazon. Here. We have an Australian Amazon. I'm going to look up. Yeah, and she Amazon called it something here. real strange. Um, I, I feel like it started with a D. <laughs> um, and of course, now I can't. It's going to be really obvious, Tegan. And when Drew finds it, we're going to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a Booktopia. <laughs> no, it's a it might Booktopia. be Booktopia. Because Booktopia is like the weird. new online um, bookstore for us. In terms oh. of in terms of like Australia, so like we get all international through there now instead of through um, Dimmons. Dimmons. Was it Dimmicks? Dimmicks. 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 D y m o c k s. She said it's expensive around. there. She found it cheaper somewhere else. <laughs> oh, um, good to know. But yeah, so it's it is available because I know people in the Netherlands have ordered it. People in France have ordered it. People in Germany. Wow. So it's like. That's the other thing is a lot of people, when I was like, I wrote a book, they're like, oh, and they think that it's like something that I like released myself as like an ebook on it. I was like, oh no, this is going to be like in bookstores. Like, what's your reaction when people, when you say to people who don't really know what you do and they go, oh, you're like, oh yeah, I wrote a book. And they're like, oh, what kind of book is it? And then you go, it's a crochet pattern, magical pattern book. Like what do people, <laughs> huh? <laughs> 
into it's us. funny because like so I just had dinner the other night I caught up with a friend from college and he brought along some friends that I hadn't met yet and you know they're like oh so I hear you wrote a book that's so impressive I could never do that and I was like oh no it wasn't that kind of book it's a pattern book <laughs> wasn't <for> a novel. <laughs> and they're like oh okay <laughs> but yeah no people are very excited about it and it's it's it in some ways it feels like a natural progression for me just like yeah. the way that things have been going but on the other hand it's also just like it's way sooner than I ever expected well I I've learned a lot about magical creatures just watching your <laughs> reels because I'm thinking like when when I first saw it I was like oh cool so it's like you know I'm just thinking like from looking at the at the front cover dragons like kitty corns yeah okay get that and then your snorkel video you're like it's a hippocampus it's Loch Ness Monster I'm like whoa like I'm not <laughs> expecting that that is cool that was that was a fun process so basically I came up with like a very long list of all of my favorites and then I went back and forth with my editor sort of narrowing it down and we decided to go more like the animal side of things like there is a fairy and there's a gnome but I think oh I mean those are the mainly like humanoid ones but then we tried to go mostly animal like dragons and griffins and um but yeah like I knew I wanted to do some sort of aquatic horse and there's like kelpies from like uh celtic mythology but they're very like dark they like they drown children and like do horrible things and I was like I don't know if I want to, to go into that so I was thinking about it and I loved Greek mythology as a kid and so there were hippocampi which are water horses that <laughs> um that don't drown children on purpose well, that's, that's good. <laughs> as far as I know there may have been some accidental drownings here and there but um but yeah, no, so I just, I really, I drew a little bit from mythology, a little bit from fantasy. I made a couple up, like the dandelion. Oh, that's <laughs> um, so cute. Which I love. <laughs> just because it's like a cute little, like, plant creature. Well, I actually first saw that one from, um, is it Fanatical Fibers? Did she test it yes. for you? Oh, she got an advanced copy of the oh, book. And so she, um, she made a, a blanket yarn version of the dandelion. And I was mm -hmm. blown away. It was so cute. And it's so on brand for you, like have mythical animal creatures. Like that's because that's just what you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I love, I love them. <laughs> and so I made the mistake before I wrote the book. Well, I, I don't know how I would have known, but um, I made a dragon pattern a few years ago that I had never released or anything like that. And I posted a TikTok with the dragon. And then all these people were like, oh, where's the pattern? Where's the pattern? And then I signed on to do the book and I was like, oops. <laughs> so I had to keep telling people, I like wasn't allowed to talk about the book. So I kept telling people like, it'll be out in some form or another anytime this year. <laughs> um, but so like dragons and there's a pegacorn, which is a unicorn pegasus um, <laughs> who I haven't introduced yet. That's Moira. Moira, Moira, Moira. I love that <laughs> how did you come up with like their names like I know you know like how did you name so them? I typically I typically don't name my patterns a lot of times I'll do like when I'm writing a new pattern like the elephant or the turtle I'll do like a name contest on Instagram and I'll have people give suggestions and then vote and then whoever suggested the winning one gets a free copy um I typically don't name them myself and so when my publisher was like you need to name the characters. And I was like, you're going to regret that. Um, 
And so, so some of them are puns, like um, Gus the mushroom, because he's a fun guy. <laughs> fun Gus, the enchanted mushroom. Ah. Um, <laughs> I did like Jocelyn Phoenix. Yes, I love that. Absolutely love that. When I submitted that pattern, I had to write a note and I was like, I understand if I can't do this because that's a real person, but I just think it's really funny. (laughs) And the description for that one is like very cheeky, like it could also be talking about the actor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I think I Googled flamboyant names, like flamboyant old fashioned names, which is how I came up with like Tiberius the Yeti, Barnabas the Ogre, um Percival they're very mystical names too like you really hit the nail on the head with them (laughs) I wanted to just be as like over the top as possible and so some of them have you know alliteration where it's the like Davina the dragon but then Mm -hmm. some of them I was like I just want it to sound cool so like Pippin the jackalope I think it's such Mm -hmm. a like playful name and so I did have a, a lot of fun naming them even though that's not normally something I do nice so what which one's your favorite do you have a favorite I I I mean I do love the catacorn a lot I made Mm -hmm. the catacorn I think in 2019 was when I made the first one and it was very at the time it was very different than a lot of the stuff that I was making um it was a lot like simpler and just kind of chubby and cute Mm -hmm. and I, I just fell in love with it. And so I love the idea of like a chubby cat with like a stumpy little tail and wings and a horn. Um, so I do, I do really enjoy the catacorn, but I, the, the mushroom is so much fun. And they're all, I mean, they're all fun in their own way. <laughs> the, the ogre has a great mouth because it has little teeth, but then it's also like you can open it. Oh, that's um, cool because you just sew along the underside of it. And so the top is open. So you could like put stuff in it if you want. And um, that is it's just, cool. it was just, it was so much fun. <laughs> they're all, they're all my favorite. For a newbie to pick up your book, what would be the first pattern you recommend them trying? Ooh. Um, I've been, I've been trying to stress this a lot when people ask mm-hmm. that it's not a how-to crochet book. Yeah, so like mm-hmm. if you've never crocheted before, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend starting with this book. Yeah. But if you've done, if you can crochet in the round, if you can do increase, decrease, then I think you'll be able to do pretty much any pattern in the book. Um, I think like the mushroom is pretty easy. Uh, the catacorn, the body of the catacorn is very easy. The wings mm-hmm. might be a bit of a challenge for a newbie, but um, uh, yeah. And now, of course, I'm blanking on like what else is in the book because I'm sure that there's some that are like super easy. Can I say? That's true. I think you know the cyclops. The cyclops might be one of the easiest. Um, I must say, while you're looking that up, I'm new to army grooming and I'm new to newish to crochet, right? And so sure. the very first, so I did one of Zach's. Um, I did his little kitty palace as the very first one. And I was like, far out. This was like, it, you know, that's a whole, if you want to know the backstory of that, go and listen to the episode that I talked about that. But, <laughs> but then I made your snail and I've made like two or three of them now for, as baby shower gifts. And it looks complex, but it's not. And so for, for me, like I thought it was really easy to do. And I feel like I'm an amateur when it comes to amateur. Says you, awesome. he's got a and- coming out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway 
<laughs> and my guess would be that the snail was probably easier for you because you haven't done a lot of amigurumi because the shell the shell on the snail is much different than a lot of mm. normal amigurumi like it, it requires a whole new stitch it requires a new technique of working with two different colors in the magic circle and so i think not having done a bunch of amigurumi helped you out on that because yeah, like, um, a lot of people have been like I couldn't get it. Um, but so this is Argus the Cyclops. Oh, and I think he would be pretty easy for beginners. I think so. Um, I do have is... to tell a quick anecdote. I don't know if I'm oh, allowed yeah. to talk about it, but I'm going to anyway. So this was not the original picture in the book. Oh. Um, the original picture was from a little bit lower of an angle. So you couldn't see the top of the shorts. And all you saw <laughs> was a very... Was a, <laughs> brown triangle um, no no I hope I I hope I don't get in trouble for this but the note in the in the <laughs> from the editor from a different editor was um is there a different photo it looks like it's wearing a merkin <laughs> and I that was my favorite note and there was a part of me that hoped they didn't have another photo I was like I kind of want <laughs> um because Barnabas the ogre they photographed much oh. more clear that he's wearing shorts. Yeah. But there's there's the ogre with the teeth. I love And then that. you can you can tuck stuff That's into so the cool. mouth. But. That's so cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's there's definitely some some easier patterns like the uh, the kraken. Conrad <gasps> the kraken is pretty easy. Um, wow, I wanted to do creatures. like a lot of shaping around the brow, mm. and then. Yeah. Um, I see a lot of like octopi and and squid patterns where the tentacles come right from the bottom, and I wanted to sort of spread it out first, like yeah. like you know in like the Little Mermaid when Ursula's like descending and you mm. see like the the, the webbing in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted it to have that kind of a feeling, and um, yeah. yeah, so it's just been madness <laughs> i love hearing the um the process behind these mm. patterns drew like and i think that yeah. makes it makes the book so much more um appealing i suppose because you because like on I, I i connect when i can when i have those sort of backstories on things and I, so i'll pick it up and go oh i remember when drew said this and when i'm yeah. making it i'm like oh yeah that's you know i love yeah. that because um, the goal is definitely to have like easy patterns. And so a lot of them share the same pieces, like the body, the head, and then, it, it, you know, the different colors and like the different styling makes it into all these different creatures. And I mean, it was a challenge, but I think I did a pretty good job of, even though a lot of them share the same pieces, they all look very different, mm, they do. Um, which was exciting. Uh, this is my favorite photo. I actually bought this photo from the photographer. Um, <gasps> yeah, and I'm going to have it. I'm going to have it blown up and framed and hung in my yes, craft dungeon. Absolutely, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so I was actually so I was just looking on Amazon because that's so I went to your link to you know in your link tree yeah. to get to get it right. So it's available on Amazon, but I didn't know if you know this. It's currently fifteen percent off. Yes, I did know that. So and I looked it up because I was like, what's happening? <laughs> I was like, because I don't have any control over any of that stuff. And yeah. apparently what it is, is Amazon, when a book is doing kind of well, when it's first release, they're like, oh, people want this. And so they put a discount because they think that that'll make more people buy it. 
Um, so it's actually like a good sign that they already yeah. put it on sale. Like so, I assumed when I saw it go on sale, I assumed I was like, oh no, it's doing so poorly that they're already trying to lower the price so people will buy it. Yeah. But apparently it's the opposite. Apparently it's doing so well that they think more people will buy it if it looks like it's on sale. And I was like, all right. Oh <laughs> so it's on, so it currently with 15% off, um, it's 15, 20, $15.29 AUs, like Australian dollars. So geez, yeah. And then yeah. $9.99 for the Kindle version, which I have a question yeah. about too. This is this good to see sure. a stupid tech question. I don't have a Kindle, but I love digital versions of patterns. Can I buy that and not have a Kindle? Yes. Um, you oh. don't need to have a Kindle because I don't have a Kindle. Do you have like a tablet or you could even do it on your computer? Um, I have an iPad Pro. Perfect. You can download, there's a Kindle app for the ipad oh cool and, nice. and then you can you can download because i that's um there's another book by the same publisher uh crochet cute critters and when i was getting started writing i was like i kind of want to see their previous work so i did buy that one and i bought the kindle version and i was able to read that on my ipad so yeah um I, I'm I was gonna be going after I this hoping, <laughs> i was hoping it would be available on like apple books but it's mm. just on the kindle as far as i can tell nice oh that's awesome they do digitally um, on booktopia they also have an app for that as well so it's the same process so there's lots lots of options for you actually yeah (laughs) Mm. that's fantastic now i know we i love as much as we can talk about your book or this whole thing i did just want to mention that you don't just you don't just have a background in crochet you have a degree in theater design tell us about this (laughs) Um, yeah. So when I was in high school, I loved theater and I would stay after, you know, sometimes till 10 p.m. at night, just like in rehearsal. And I primarily did acting for the first three years of high school. And then my senior year, I was like, I want to try some new stuff. And so I directed a show. I worked crew for a show. And then um, we uh, every year we did a one act competition where we do one act of a play and then we compete against other schools in the state. And, mm-hmm. and then you go on, you're, it's judged and then you can go on to like, there's regionals and then states. And um, so I did the costume design for a one act production of The Elephant Man. And um, basically I just like, you know, did sketches and came up with the ideas. And then we had a little shop with a couple parents that helped and we, you know, bought the clothes and altered them to look right. And the, the state finals were at the University of Michigan, which is in my hometown of Ann Arbor. And while we were there, um, one of the professors from the school, uh, from the costume design program, uh, saw my work and came up and was like, hey, have you ever considered applying to our design program? And at the time I was planning on going into acting. <laughs> and so I was like, I mean, I guess. <laughs> And then I ended up having the last interview on the last interview day. And I was like, there's no way I'm getting in. (laughs) Um, And I ended up getting in. And so it sort of changed the direction of things. And um, yeah, so I went to school. My, My main focus was costume design, but I had to take classes in lighting design and set design and stage management and all sorts of the backstage stuff. And it really has like given me a lot of like 
design background. And so like color theory and, Mm -hmm. you know, the psychology of choices and things like that. And so I, when I graduated from college, I moved to Chicago, which is a big theater town. And I worked in theater for a few years there. Then I moved out to LA and worked more in the film and television. Um, And that was actually when I started Derby Zoo as like a side gig. Um, Because I was like, it's a very, it's a very hectic lifestyle doing any type of production work because it's feast or famine. You either have too many projects going on at once or nothing. And so during the times when I had absolutely nothing going on, I needed something to fill my days. And then slowly it took over and I started doing more crochet and less costume design, um, which is when I realized that I could do crochet for a lot cheaper if I moved back to Michigan where my family is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that sort of is how I came back here. And I think my favorite thing is that when I got back to Michigan, I actually did more costume design work um, because there were a lot of things that were filming in the state of Michigan. And so I actually did costumes for a feature length film um, that was shot here in Michigan. I, it still hasn't been released. They're still editing it, um, but it was about dueling piano players. So it's dueling like a musical. What? Yes, I had never heard well, of this either, but get rid of the it's, it's, these people are like, they're like human jukeboxes. So what it is, is there's two pianos on the stage and then people pay, like they give tips and they request songs. And these people know all of the songs and they know how to play them or they can figure out how to play them. And oh. it's such a fun, like atmosphere. Um, but so the movie is sort of set on like the closing night of this one doing piano bar and all of the the regulars who work there and so it's kind of a musical kind of a drama um and so I just thought it was funny that I moved away from LA to focus on crochet and ended up doing costume design (laughs) that's hilarious do you so do you still do costume design or are you doing crochet full-time I'm doing crochet full-time now I um I did I worked on another film and it just got very I realized that the lifestyle wasn't for me um it's very stressful and like there's a lot of moving pieces and um I find that I do better if I'm the only one I have to answer to (laughs) Um, (laughs) it just because I'm I'm such a people pleaser that you know if if someone says I want it this way I'll be like great I'll do it that way even if I don't agree um and so when I'm in charge I say I want it that way and I do it that way (laughs) (laughs) do it alone (laughs) exactly and then and then of course the pandemic happened and so a lot of stuff was shut down and so I really was able to focus on crochet and yeah and now I I do that full-time wow that's amazing so So exciting that's the dream isn't it Tegan (laughs) yes working very hard to that (laughs) (laughs) I feel like sometimes we're going to move country (laughs) Gonna move to the states or somewhere colder, <laughs> <laughs> where people will pay yeah. for yarn goods. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely starting to warm up here now in in good old Aussie, which is good. Yeah, this is the sweet spot. Like the spring, um, it's not stinking hot, not freezing cold, but doesn't really stay like this very long. Mm. Yeah, and we're just heading into fall, which is my favorite time of the year. Yeah. Um, just spooky season I, I think it's so funny I mean I don't know I don't think Halloween is that big of a deal in Australia it's becoming bigger it's becoming one yeah Good. It Which I, be, it maybe be in your area not in my area <laughs> I, 
I have a little bit of a bugbear around it. And this is going to sound really, um, it's not, yeah, it's not, it's going to sound weird. But anyway, <laughs> I'm annoyed that it's becoming so big because it's an American holiday and have nothing to do with, that's nothing against being an American holiday, but it's not like there's no links to Halloween in our society or culture. Yeah. Like it's not an Australian thing. And over the last 10 years, it's become really big. Like it's already Halloween stuff everywhere in the shops, you know, chocolates are going on sale. It, like it's already starting to go off. And I just don't understand. And I just, I just, I'm like, I can't fight the man anymore. Like I've got to, I've got to give into it now because I've got kids and they're, and they're like, Ooh, Halloween. Which mm. I actually love because I love dressing up and, you know. Well, that's yeah. the other thing here too. It gets really hot in October. So yes. we're like layering up to dress up as whatever we want to be. <laughs> we're like sweating. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much. And we have, we have the exact opposite problem because here in Michigan, sometimes it snows in October. Oh and gosh. so oh, wow. you hear like a lot of little kids will have like their favorite costume and then their parents will make them wear a winter jacket over it. Aww. And they're like, you're going to ruin it. Like, <laughs> I want to wear. I'm Spider Man, not Spider Man in a winter jacket. <laughs> and it's, of, that's my it's, it's funny year. to it's funny to to think of the it being flipped because like Halloween for me is such like a fall thing, and to yeah, have it in yeah. the spring just feels so strange. It well, is, and that's and that's another thing. Like it's just it's the wrong season for it because it's <laughs> pumpkins and you know and all this kind of stuff. And but I think what it is and what makes me angry is it's literally just the sh- like the big companies taking advantage of another holiday to make money. Yeah, sure. And we're all just buying into it. And I'm like, good. I'm good off my soapbox. But. <laughs> <laughs> So every, like last year was the, like my husband was like, we just have to do it, Kate. Like, you're going to have to open the doors to the trick-or-treaters. I'm like, but okay, fine. <laughs> so I did. And secretly I enjoyed it because I do like <laughs> parties and Halloween. Can't but deny it. I was still like, you, you took my money. <laughs> anyway, get off my soapbox. <laughs> I think it's just, yeah. it's more for the kids. At the end of the day, it it's more for the kids. They love it here anyway. I don't know about um, so much in the US. Could be a bit of both. It's, it's kind of for all ages here yeah. because like college kids use, this as, use it as an excuse to dress scantily and drink a lot of alcohol. Not very um, scarily. <laughs> parents use it as an excuse to eat candy guilt-free because it's for the kids. Um so yeah, everyone, there's a little something for everyone, mm-hmm. except for the very religious who think it's for the devil. <laughs> that is true. That's a good point. <laughs> so not everyone. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> I, um, I do get really, um, I do, I've always really enjoyed watching how into costumes people get, mm-hmm. like even like celebrities and, you know, you know, and how they- Neil Patrick like, Harris and his family. Oh, Full, full stop. Just oh my lord! <laughs> Every Amazing. year I wait for it. <laughs> Sorry, I got so excited. <laughs> no, I really fine. like him. I haven't, I haven't gotten super into costumes in a few years, just because with the pandemic and everything. And I think the last time I got real into it was when I was living in LA. Um, are you guys familiar with Blockbuster? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, I used to work at yes. Blockbuster, and I still had 
my work shirt. So it was like a blue polo shirt with a Blockbuster logo. And this was after Blockbuster went under. So I went as the ghost of Blockbuster. Oh, Um, (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. And so I did like the pale makeup with like the dark under eyes and carried around like a DVD case and like... (laughs) I think Blockbuster was pretty much the only video. Oh, no, that we had Video we, Easy. We, we as well. had Blockbuster and Video Easy. Yeah. yeah. So we had both. But I have fond oh. memories of going on school holidays, going to Blockbuster and going, okay, which movies are we going to rent out for the mm-hmm. next two weeks? And, you know, yeah. and trying to get the deals, but you couldn't get the super new, new releases yeah, because too much. Know, they were too expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so funny. No, I lived at Blockbuster. My family, there was a deal where, you could have two movies out at a time. And then when you wanted new movies, you just took the two moon and then exchanged them. And so you could like literally always have two movies out. And so if you watched, you know, four movies in a day, you could go back and keep getting new ones. That's good. And so my family, we we went through the movies a lot. And then I started working there and we got 10 free rentals a week, which <laughs> oh sounds God. like a lot. But there were times when like Wednesday would roll around and I'd be like, well, I'm out of rental. <laughs> oh my gosh. The old school binging, right? Mm. Yeah. Oh, I, I was a binge watcher before it was a thing. I Because I would buy the DVDs of like TV shows and mm. just. Yes. Yes. And now the thought of having to get up every four episodes to change discs. I'm like, I can't oh, be bothered. No. <laughs> I, I have this. So I used to work um, in at big w back 10 years ago when i was going through uni so it's like a as far as like a costco, a costco or a walmart, no, walmart, situation. walmart. yeah yeah walmart. situation anyway and i used to work in the lay-by department and where you know you come in you'd you know put things on hold and pay off it you know that kind of thing anyway there was this i always thought he was crazy and he'd come in every every year around july we have this massive toy sale season for like so that all the mums come in and like lay by all lay the by. toys for christmas <laughs> So they've got six months to pay off like the $2,000 worth of toys that they're probably never going to pick up anyway. So this guy would come in and, he, and he'd buy like all, all of like the, all the toys because he was a collector and he'd like be really like pedantic about how he, we'd wrap and store all these things so we wouldn't crush the book. Anyway, wow. so I was like, this man's crazy. He started, he started labeling all these DVDs and he's going, they're going to be um, out of fashion in five years. So I'm going to start collecting them now. I'm like, yeah, whatever, mate. As if DVDs are ever going to not be a thing, whatever. Well, he was right. I have five massive containers of DVDs. And I'm like, what? This is like thousands of dollars worth of DVDs. Yeah. I moved into an apartment in February and I brought all my DVDs and they're still in the box. I didn't bother unpacking them. We're the same. Yeah. Because when I was at my parents' house, I had like a whole bookshelf that I had them on. Yeah. And like some of the DVDs I have, there aren't streaming anywhere. So like it's good that I have them because I can watch them if I want to. But like I never run out of things to stream. So I never get to the point where I feel like I need to open the DVDs. I'm like, so much money did I spend? I was looking at I was looking at my Dexter collection the other day and I oh God, I'm just like, it makes me I love Dexter but it makes me so mad watching that because I would pre-order those box sets and I'd get the special editions with the blu-ray and the DVD version and it comes with like a Dexter mouse pad or whatever else and I'm looking at that now and I'm like I would have spent at least a thousand dollars on that collection and I, I haven't like, don't even it. open it yeah my son got given so he's four got given a DVD for Christmas last year and he opened it up and he goes What's this? 
this isn't a book. And then we kind of click going, oh, yeah, he's never seen a DVD before. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't really think we have a DVD player. Like, holy crap. I, um, my first job, I was in college and I worked in a clothing store. I worked in an H&M in the mall. Yep. And my very first paycheck, I bought the complete series of Angel, the oh, spinoff of Buffy. Oh, God, I have yes. and, and I, it, I had, it was the first time I'd ever had a TV in my bedroom with a DVD player. Oh. And I literally watched four seasons in, I think, three or four days. Like, I literally just stayed in my room, <laughs> got up to, like, grab food, go to the bathroom, yeah. and then I just watched Angel. And then on, like, the fourth day, I was like, I need to go outside. <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> I can't. I can't be in here anymore. <laughs> that was the most annoying thing is when you got comfortable and you got into and you got to the end of a disc and you're like, why can't they fit more episodes on a disc? <laughs> Especially if the menu had like like 30 seconds of music. Yeah. That would just repeat. Yes. yes. And it's like at least be silent so I can fall asleep <laughs> or something. I don't <laughs> or why put on all these ads to, to get to the menu? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Have you? Uh, did you ever happened. have the equivalent? Um, we have this really famous ad about um, stealing or pirating, and it's like you wouldn't, you wouldn't steal, steal a, car. a car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna find that. And I'm gonna insert it right here. <laughs> that I love seeing. I've seen like many parodies of that, and like. Oh. <laughs> Is that just an Australian okay. ad or is that like a more... No, that's everywhere, I think. It's everywhere. Oh, like, cool. Oh, yeah, we get that all the time. Um, it must like just have a different voiceover. Yes. Oh, that, Probably. that leaves rent-free in my brain. Like, you know those <laughs> jingles and things that just stick with you for life? That is one yes. that stays in my brain. Yeah. You know... Yeah, I suppose pirating, I don't know, pirating probably still is a thing, but I don't think it's as big now as it would, was with streaming. Like, streaming's so on demand. Yeah, I feel like it's, I feel like even when it was a big deal, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Um, I did once get an email from my internet provider saying that I had illegally streamed something, which I hadn't, and they were like, we're going to come after you legally, and I was like... <laughs> So that was the only time I ever thought that piracy was a big deal. And then it turns out it was a scam. It wasn't even my yeah. internet provider. So I was like, okay, we're good. <laughs> like, I remember um, when new shows would come out on TV, like just stream live TV. And then if you missed it, then you would go down to LimeWire on oh, your computer LimeWire. and download it. And then you're just like, I'm just going to find the one that has the right amount of minutes and it doesn't have all the ads. <laughs> and well, no not the viruses. person walking who's gone into the cinema and they're walking, you know, like all the people are coming into the <laughs> oh cinema. Oh, my God, they were the worst. <laughs> I have an external hard drive from college when I used to download entire seasons of TV shows off of LimeWire and I kept them. <laughs> so I'll still watch them from time to time. We're keeping history. <laughs> <laughs> what did happen to LimeWire? Did it get shut down? Like, what happened to LimeWire? Streaming services, I, really? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I'm sure it's still I can't around. Imagine there's much use for it now. No. Yeah, unless there's countries that don't have streaming services, they might still do it. Because yeah, like I use LimeWire mainly for music. Yes, 
That was and you'd wait like 37 hours for the wrong song or like the radio edit where like the DJ is talking over it and you're like, yeah. come on, yeah. God damn it. And and by then, you know, your, your broadband or your internet's probably, you've used up all the gigs for the month. And you're like, dial up, come yeah. on. Oh, dial up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those were the days, right? Mm. Kids right. these days just don't understand the, that tone. <laughs> We did. Get off the phone. Well, we did. Yes. We we did the. We asked my son, "How do you um, talk on the phone?" And you know what he did? That is an actual thing. <sighs> I couldn't believe it. It's this man. <laughs> no. That that shook girls. me to my core. Yep. That shook me girls. to my I core saw, when I saw that. <laughs> I saw a video where the parents asked the kid, or no, the kids were asking the parents. Why do we say we hang up the phone? Yeah. <gasps> Cause that's yeah. And I like instantly like just turned a thousand. <laughs> like my hair just went gray and I just like shriveled up. What would you say now? Turn off the call? Yeah. I mean like yeah. end call. End my call, yeah. My so my daughter, little cub, a little fo- uh, fox cub, she so she's about to turn one, right? And this is just like technology. She p- picks up my phone and she's like this. Because she all we do is FaceTime people. So she's oh. always like looking for someone on, on the phone. And I'm like, that's cute. That's like, or like, or, or I'll put it on Bluetooth or, or speaker. So it's like they don't actually they don't actually ever hold it to their to their ear. They 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 walk around like Ooh. kids' access to technology these days is amazing. Mm. Like my nephew, like my my brother set up, you know, like parental locks and stuff so he can't find anything like too bad on YouTube or whatever. And he like finds ways around it. Like he has like video games that he's allowed to play and they have ads. And if you click the ads, it'll open YouTube, but it's like a different YouTube. So he mm. can search whatever he wants. And like, I don't know how he does it. I was like, this is dangerous. <laughs> YouTube kids, right? There's a there's an app for YouTube, like for kids called YouTube Kids. That I still have to watch my daughter on that because there are some weird shit that she comes across. I'm like, whoa, how is this on this app? I only just downloaded that yesterday <laughs> because, and I, only because I, I had not been watching him. He has normal YouTube and he watches the same three channels and they all do the exact same thing. And then sometimes you just get one that's a little bit off. Anyway, he said something to me the other day and I'm just like, oh, no, mate, you can't say that. Like, that's an adult thing. You shouldn't be watching adult things. And I'm like, yeah, time to find out how to make this parental lock thing work. <laughs> you know, oh, crap. I can't just let him sit in front of it anymore, honestly. <laughs> yeah. oh, kids. Among Us, that's what it was. Oh, Among Us. Yeah. Mm, no, no good. <laughs> well, should we move on to the game portion of of? of the interview yes the game portion absolutely yes um so every episode we do a fast five i ask five questions and you must answer them as quickly as possible i am just going to change one of them though kate if you don't mind please do please do hey hold up hold up and can you also do the the, um the crochet guess the crochet stitch as well Mm, yes yeah okay yeah all right we'll do both hold on one moment Uno momento, for Bear with. Have you ever watched Miranda? Bear with. No. Do you know Miranda? Miranda Hart? Like. Oh, as in Dawn Fraser and no. 
No, no, no. So Miranda Hart is a British comedian and she's, I love her. She's like my soul sister. She's really tall and really awkward and she's just embodies all tall, awkward people. Anyway, she has this like show called Miranda. And one of the things that she says all the time is bear with when she just has to <laughs> do anything. I Does she do stand-up specials? Because I might have seen a stand-up special. I it sounds really Yeah, funny. yeah. I think she she has she's done done things like that. But yeah, if you're looking, if you like British comedy, Miranda is really funny. I do a lot. <laughs> have you ever watched Lucifer? Yes. You know, yes. So he the the <laughs> I can't remember his name right now, but the the guy who plays Tom Lucifer. Something. Tom. Yeah, because oh, he's yeah. Welsh, I think. He is in Miranda and he plays Gary. So anyone who listening, watching, um, is yes. he's Gary in Miranda. Fuck, he's funny. He's so funny. Tom Ellis. Tom Ellis? That's Tom it. Ellis. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's it. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a um give give Drew a hard crochet. That's what I'm trying I to work out. I feel like Oh no. <laughs> I'll be kind, but it'll make it challenging. I'll make it challenging as best I can. I'm just trying to think of one. <laughs> Because um, you would do um, single crochet like twenty four seven. You need to my thinking face. Yeah, you need to insert like um, you know, like the Microsoft wheel loading or wheel. Just here. like little birds just floating across. <laughs> <Like> buttering. <laughs> I did do at buttering work, on the last one. That was hilarious. <laughs> at work, we have this uh, our system that we use when it loads. It has these three little balls and we call them the blue balls of death which is really like inappropriate when you think about <laughs> okay just call it a vasectomy Kate. <laughs> there's these three little blue dots and they just they you know blink and it's like the, the literally the blue balls of death because they just sit there fucking there forever while they load okay i've got one um trying to describe it's gonna be fun okay are you ready for your fast five I, I am as ready as I'm gonna be. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, favorite animal? Manatee. If you could have a magical pet, what would it be? A manatee. <laughs> <laughs> but a ma- no, a dragon. <laughs> Look, a manatee would have been fun. <laughs> magical manatee. Well, you know. Yeah. Uh, your favorite musical? Uh, The Secret Garden. Oh, really? Is that a musical? Oh, that's a movie. the first musical yes. I ever fell in love with. That is Ooh. the best. Oh. Uh, Chunky Yarn yes. or DK? Um, DK. Well, Worsted, but DK. Yeah. I like uh, the smaller yarn. Yeah. Uh, Texas or LA? LA. Wow. I, <laughs> I lived in LA. And Texas is very conservative. <laughs> That's an easy, easy answer then. <laughs> I when I traveled to the States for the first time, I would land in LA and I'm like, I could live here. Easily, I could live yeah. here. I wanted to move there for years. <laughs> it's like the whole place is like a casino. Like it's yeah. very nice temperature. It's very like you lose track of time very easily. Mm. Um, especially because the weather never changes. So like yeah. year round, it's just the same temperature. So like I was there for almost four years and it went by like that just mm. because nothing, nothing ever changed. It was very like paradise. To put into oh. perspective, Kate, it, I went late January, which is winter. Yep. It was 25 degrees every day. Ooh, right through until February. It was, it was beautiful. I loved it. Yeah. 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 The weather is beautiful. 
And it's just like very cool because LA is one of the few cities that, I'm not few cities, there's a lot, but like it was developed after the advent of the car. And so everything is so much more spread out than like mm. New York where everything had to be within like walking distance. Yeah. And so there's like lots of smaller cities and communities that are all part of LA that are so different. And all just like connected. So like there's something for everyone there. I'm well, sorry, definitely. I can talk about it. It's, well, it's actually, I know we're digressing a little bit, but I, I started watching a, on Netflix the other day, um, Street, US Street, USA Street Foods. I can't remember mm. what it's called, something like that. Ah. But the first episode is about LA and they were talking about because they have the best street food they reckon in America yeah. because of all the different pockets of that. communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I that the thing that was amazing to me. So I am a vegan. I don't eat any animal products. And um, when I got to LA the first time, in the train station, there was a restaurant that had vegan, like sesame orange chicken or something like that. I'm gonna have to quickly <laughs> grab this. It's my grandpa. Sorry, two sex. Oh no worries. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. But so I, I was amazed that you could get vegan food at the train station in LA. Yeah. Because the only thing you can get at the train station in Michigan is stabbed. <laughs> um. You don't want that. <laughs> so yeah. So that was amazing. Oh my God. That, that, that sounds like um, where I work in the, in, the, in the city that I work in. It's, um, I'm, a, I'm a social worker by trade. And so gotcha. I work in, um, for anyone that knows listening, Logan, which um, is very low socioeconomical. And so, yeah. 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 No, the food in LA is amazing. And there were so many vegan options, which was incredible. Um, I wonder, I wonder if LA is like the equivalent of um, Melbourne here, because Melbourne's really hipster. Like the food there is like unbelievable you you know you can I would guess anything anywhere that sounds I would believe that Tegan would you think LA is the equivalent of Melbourne like Melbourne uh no more closer to probably Sunshine Coast but with really yeah yeah yeah. but with probably um it's not as hot so a, a bit more milder Okay. Yeah, just in terms yeah. of the the look of it, Sunshine Coast is very spread out though, so I'd probably like a little bit of Brisbane. But in there. Melbourne's culture and the food and and, um, and everything. Yeah, I reckon. Um, LA is very different though; it's its own city. You can't really compare yeah. it to anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. Like we we do have here, like lots of different types of um, you know, restaurants and cuisines, and little pockets of um, different cultures, but it's not not really the same as LA I think LA is very unique yeah fair enough anywho yes let's get to the uh the stitch (laughs) I don't know how I'm gonna I don't know how I'm gonna describe I'm gonna do the best I can so this is the idea Drew she's got to describe the actions of a stitch and you've got to guess what it is Mm -hmm. all right sorry (laughs) okay so starting with Everyone grabs a bit of yarn. I'm trying to do it in my head too. So starting with the loop on your hook, uh, insert hook into the front loop only, pull up a loop, and then insert hook into the front loop of the next stitch, pull up a loop, yarn over, pull through all hoops. So decrease. Invisible decrease, yep. Well, so I don't want to 
No, all the way around, wasn't it? Was it all the way around? I don't want to correct you. No, no, correct an me. invisible decrease. Yeah. Um, you insert into the front loop of the next stitch and then immediately into the front loop of the next stitch. Ah, that's what so, you see me try to. So you do into the front loops of the next two. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And then, yeah. Because it was. Yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark, or oh, should I say crochet hook drop? <laughs> you know how hard it is to think of anything outside of. You know, single crochet, hard crochet, double crochet, and treble, and then going right. How do I make this different? <laughs> I feel like I've learned how to to do something today. I didn't know you could do an invisible decrease. So there you go. Yeah. Yes. it's. I recommend it for amigurumi because yes. it like you don't see it on the outside. Um, but for like anything you're working in rows, I typically do just a traditional decrease, which is like that where you insert yarn over, pull through, insert through the next search, yarn over, pull through, yarn over, pull through all. Um. But with the invisible decrease, you just go in the front loop and then immediately in the next front loop. I'm and then yarn over, pull through those two front loops and then yarn over and pull through all. So it's like a normal stitch, but instead of going through the next stitch, you go through the front loops of the next two stitches. Yeah. Just trying to There's find my actually, example here because I um, didn't do it on this and it's obvious. Does that then <laughs> help to Drew without, with, to stop it making like making it holy? You know how like, because that's, yeah. that that's my yes. issue with Amigurumi. Is that it makes it really holy? Oh, um, yes, that's it. <laughs> this is the invisible decrease from Your crochet book. magical creatures. So uh, please go off that over my <laughs> head because it did not work. <laughs> now that this has to be a first, Tegan. Wait, wait. As in, as in, the person guessing it has actually had to correct you. Hey, I take this as the highest honor. <laughs> if it comes from Drew, <laughs> I think it was successful because I knew what you were trying to say. Yeah, it's just I was adding extra steps for no reason. <laughs> it's kind of like tomato, tomato, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe no. You're like no, Kate. Not at all. <laughs> Oh, oh lordy! <laughs> so, Drew, this is your last. This is your last chance to plug. What what's up, what's coming up, or, or what you know? Do you want to plug more? Talk to us more about the book. Where can you get it? Details. What's next for you? Sure. I um, the book comes out September thirteenth, and then I'm going away for at least a week. <laughs> Good. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to have some cocktails. I'm going to take some naps. I'm going to play with my dog, Billy. And then I'm coming back and it's full force going to be Halloween season. So I'll be making lots of spooky bees. Um, I don't know if you guys saw those that I did last year, but yep. I did a bunch of different bees that were different Halloween characters. Um, but yeah, so the book is going to be available pretty much anywhere you can buy books. Um, I would love it if you took a look. And if you do end up buying a copy, please leave a review. Um, apparently, they're super, super helpful when a book is first released yes. to get Amazon to like push it out to other people. So mm -hmm. um, please, please leave a review if you if you like the book. If you don't like the book, then keep it to yourself. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> he can buzz off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You, you should leave an honest review. <laughs> Well, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been oh, so much fun. Thank you for joining. I know it's probably very late where you are, so thank you for joining us. No worries. This is the perfect time. My brain is actually working. I am such a night owl. Fair enough. That works for us. <laughs>
anyway go and sleep or make or whatever you're going to do after this you're going to sit up and craft i can tell yeah i've got stuff to finish i'll be working on burrito the burbank i expect a video of that on instagram shortly blanket yarn a blanket yarn mermaid so we've got the tail blanket yarn's my favorite honestly for embergamy it is a lot of fun so much i get you use so much stuffing though. Like I buy yeah. stuffing by the 20 pound box, mm-hmm. which is what, 10 kilograms? Uh, is that, is it like a two to roughly, one? Roughly. I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, wow. So I buy it by the 20 pound box and I go through it so fast when I do blanket yarn. And then like when I do bees, it takes nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you again for having me. And thank you for joining us. It's been an absolute wait. pleasure as always. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Talk to you soon. Yeah, all right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. So that was the end. I, I, oh, Drew is just amazing to talk to. And I'm, I love having him on. I'm literally going to be downloading Kindle right now and I'm going to be ordering. I think I'm going to get a hard copy of the book. Yeah. I like hard copies sometimes when they're that special. Do you think maybe you could pop up somewhere here, Tegan, where we can get it in Australia? Yes. I'm going to point in random directions and hopefully my editing will match. You can purchase it from here or from here. And for more information, go here. I think that works. I like it. We'll (laughs) see. Otherwise, it'll just be a whole heap of... Oh, dear. Well, yes, thank you so um, much for uh, joining us. Yeah, leave us a five star review. Leave us a comment below on YouTube if you're watching us. Mm -hmm. Are you excited? Are you going to get it? Yes. And I have a feeling Drew is also on the YouTube. Oh, yes. Well, here, here, here. I'll tag him in in the thing. Drew's um, Instagram and social handles. I'm do you want me to put it over your screen or over your know. face? I just know. go to the top. The top's good because then I've got the black banner to play I with. I can't reach all the way up there, Tegan. <laughs> yes, he is. Oh, you do a, you do a side by side. I, I, so I put all the, so, because you've got the black bars now, don't you? With just the two of us. Yeah. Um, I, I put them in there. Um, it's terrible editing. <laughs> but yeah. like it does the job. You guys know what I mean. <laughs> And if you'd like to have a say on who we interview next, what we ask them, and you want to know, you know, the scoop on who who we're going to be interviewing, come join us on Patreon. We've changed our um, subscriber levels. It's one one flat price now, five yep. bucks a month, yep. and you can get a whole stream of amazing things. So yeah, including cool. your very own um, Patreon episode. Clusters dubbed as P. Should oh I God. insert the intro? Please. <laughs> I'm going to insert the intro here and it's just on this episode only. If you want to hear it every every month, you need to go to your own Patreon. This is your P. Your Patreon exclusive episode. Exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Tegan, but if you join now, you can still view the the episodes we've already released.
What do you mean? Like like the P episodes that we've already released. Uh, yes. Like older yes, ones. you will have access to that line of information. Yes, you will. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, <clears throat> let's start that again. Yes, Kate, yes. So if you join Patreon, <laughs> join uh, Patreon today, you will still get access to all the previous P episodes. If you, if you join Patreon today, you will get a free P episode. Exclusive, 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 exclusive. Come join us. Have some fun. You get some say into what our lives are each month. Yep. And, what the, P, and what the P episodes are going to be. I I cannot wait. Um, I have ordered uh, the glow in the dark yarn from Wish. Oh lordy, it's gonna be uh, interesting. We're gonna review it. We're gonna see. I want to make some spooky um, pumpkins out of it. Yes, that's a good idea. Did you get orange? Well, they're all orange. skull in the dark, so I figured. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know that it is going to be 50 50 if it's going to work or not because the reviews are very split so we'll yep. see we'll see fair enough fair enough uh yes so this is the longest outro in the world I know with this too oh yeah and don't forget we now have a copy account as well so go on over to mm-hmm. Kofi if you don't want to join um Patreon as a membership you can do a one-off donation there yes and we shall help us um buy supplies for your viewing pleasure pretty much it's not just like reviews and stuff. We do do other things. We do. Like interview. Okay. <laughs> just well. was the editing software. <laughs> yes. Oh, Lordy. All righty. Well, buying craft supplies is a machine separate hobbies. They sure. In- I said hobbies. Hobbies. I was going to say sure indeed. So <laughs> we're both on that same mind. Oh, my God. It's lunchtime. I need food. <laughs> okay. Catch you later. Bye. Later. Bye.